this to you, brother, and feel free to say whatever the Lord would have on your heart. Amen? Bless you, my friends. Good morning, church. Praise the Lord. Happy Resurrection Day or Sunday. I'm so honored and blessed to be here this morning. And thank you, Pastor Michael and Pastor Kaysen for giving me opportunity to celebrate Resurrection Sunday with Remnant Church and share about uh, and share what God is doing in Pakistan, a country where 97% population is Muslim. And Pakistan is among top three hardest places where preaching the gospel is very difficult. So I'm just honored to be here in Texas. I want to just thank and I, I would request Sir Dennis and Maria, please would you stand up? They are, they are my angels here in Texas. God has put in them in my life as a blessing. I'm so much blessed and uh, you can say, God has used them in my life to do great things. So thank you so much for your love and concern for me and mission in Pakistan. And my wife Florence is also this morning with me. Florence, would you please stand up? Thank you, church. Today, over 2.3 billion people are celebrating the resurrection day of our Lord Jesus Christ. He proved all the claims he made. Many claimed that they are God, but nobody was risen. And Jesus is risen, and it is the greatest proof that he is God. He is God. Hallelujah. So I'm so excited this morning. I'm going to share about resurrection, the power of resurre resurrection. And then I will try to share what God is doing in Pakistan when we, when we put our trust on the resurrected Jesus Christ. He's amazing. He's just amazing. Two, three weeks ago, I wrote something on WhatsApp. God is waiting for us to move, so he moves. He wants us to move. He wants us to use for his glory. And this last night, 2 a.m., I was preaching online to my church in Pakistan. Over 1,000 people were marching in the street last night and shouting, Jesus is risen. Jesus is the king. He is victor. He has conquered the death. And he has defeated the tomb. So this morning, let's read from the word of God. And then I will share a few things this morning. Let's read from the book of John chapter 20. From verse 19, I want to read. John 
20 from verse 19. Just a minute, I'm trying to be there. Okay, here. <clears throat> John 20 from verse 19. Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst of midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had no, he had uh, so said, he showed the, unto them his hands and his uh, his side. Then were the disciples glad. When they saw the Lord, then said Jesus to them, again, peace be unto you. As my father hath sent me, even so I, uh, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Amen. This morning, I want to share about the power of resurrection. What resurrection has done in our lives and how Jesus' resurrection transformed the world and his disciples. You know, Jesus Christ is the most transformational leader in this world. Aristotle, Socrates, and Plato, they lived 130 years in this world. Nobody could transform the world as Jesus did within just three years. No leader was like Jesus Christ. So let's, let's see what Jesus, Jesus' resurrection has done in our lives. So somebody said, it's beautiful, a historian, he mentioned about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and I want to quote him, then we will move from here. So somebody said, if Jesus is not risen, nothing else matters. If Jesus is not risen, nothing else matters. If Jesus is risen, nothing else matters. <laughs> Hallelujah. If Jesus is not risen, nothing else matters. But if Jesus is risen, nothing else matters. Hallelujah. We die and not, uh, somebody said, just Bretton Russell, a great, uh, not a great, just a famous, you can say, philosopher, he said, we die and rot and this is the end. So if Jesus is not risen, nothing else matters. 
Life is a meaningless fluke, a tiny flame that soon burns itself out, a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. If Jesus is not risen, nothing else matters. But then if Jesus is risen, nothing else matters. That is, if he is alive, that is the great truth. The great fact, nothing else matters. None, none of the many honors that adorned. So my dear brothers and sisters, not in comparison to the hope of eternal life that Jesus now offers. So now, Four things I'm going to share what Jesus' resurrection has done in our lives. Number one, the resurrection brings peace in our life. We have read already when Jesus appeared to his disciples, he said, peace be unto ye. In this short passage, three, four times after resurrection, Jesus appeared his disciples and he told them, peace be unto you, or peace be with you. So resurrection brings peace in our life. You, you will notice he says four things essentially to the disciples in verses 19 through 23 to drive home his point. First of all, he offers them peace in verse 19. Actually, three verse, three times over in this chapter, verse 19, verse 21, verse 26, Jesus offers peace to the disciples. Now to be sure, peace, shalom, was the customary greeting amongst Jewish people in those days. When you met and you met one another, you said shalom. It is lifted from the blessing God gave to the high priest to pronounce over the Jewish people all the way back in Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so when Jewish people met one another, one and other, they were repeating the promise from God. That prayer wish, may the peace of God be with you. John wants us to understand that now that Jesus has risen from the dead, he is perfect final high priest. He is perfect final high priest. His death has dealt with sin forever. Like the symbol, symbolic sacrifice of the lamb to make atonement for the sins of the people on the altar in the temple. Because Jesus has died, our alienation, our enmity against God has been removed. We are reconciled to him. He has made peace and so he can give peace. Hallelujah. I have seen one thing. I have experienced one thing everywhere in the world. God has been so gracious to me. He took me to Korea. I have been in Nepal from a poor country where economy is dying already. But if you follow God, God is so good. He's so faithful God. He will answer your prayers. He will 
fulfill or he will keep his promises so i have been in korea philippines nepal africa i know in america and god i have i have so many big dreams i have been a pretty pretty big dreamer to take the gospel in different parts of the world one thing i have seen and experienced in different cultures people have no peace in their lives in beautiful houses in america many people are lonely when i was coming to texas my car is very old car so maybe brakes were not working and my friend told me it's better to go to mechanic first and fix first it i said okay let's go and they were talking about elderly people he said one guy mechanic was talking about uh, my friend told him our friend this this uh, he was very uh, very old and he had nothing to he has no money to pay to citizen center whatever you call it where old people they live so he 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 just shot himself he said i cannot pay it's better i must die he shot himself so mechanic who fixed my car he said i am going to tell my children or my family if if i die if if i i need to go to rehabilitation center or old home just dug a well dug a big hole here and bury me alive i don't want to go there i don't have any money to pay and we in pakistan think that america is a rich country and everybody is happy there and everybody is enjoying life there when i came to america i learned that we have different challenges but americans have different challenges but one thing is common we don't have peace we are poor our economy is not good but economy is very good here but you have different challenges right so life is very difficult but one thing one thing we we can share we we share with each other and that is jesus christ our lord jesus has power to give us peace he died for us he died for our sins and that's why when he rose again he appeared to his disciples and he said peace be with you for peace everybody needs to come to jesus christ he offers peace money cannot offer peace a great country cannot offer peace a well educated husband cannot offer peace a rich family cannot offer peace a big house cannot offer peace peace belongs to jesus christ peace be peace has to be to be one of the most precious commodities of our time surely we need peace we need it and not just peace with each other we need peace not just within ourselves we need to start with peace with god you may be surprised to learn that you are not naturally at peace with god but that's true sin has alienated us from him god is your enemy he is angry at sin apart from jesus christ but jesus has died and risen to secure peace with god 
for everyone who seeks it who seeks it but jesus out of peace that he has cured now we can find peace within ourselves peace of mind and we can pursue peace with one another forgiving each other standing together fighting for instead of against one another jesus brings peace because he lives the resurrection brings you peace somebody said we sing that song in pakistan not in english but different way because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives jesus is risen and he is not going to die again he is he is alive he is alive our savior is alive he will be alive forever muhammad is not alive buddha is not alive confucius is not alive many heroes are not alive plato is not alive but jesus is hallelujah jesus is alive he is risen he offers us peace second but resurrection has done in our lives number 1 resurrection resurrection brings peace number 2 the resurrection brings purpose just you imagine if jesus was not risen there was no gospel there was no message jesus was in the tomb on saturday friday they buried him they crucified him and they buried him on friday somebody said it's friday sunday is coming <laughs> it's already sunday here today it's friday sunday is coming on friday jesus was crucified and buried saturday he was in the tomb and sunday he was risen again hallelujah he was risen until saturday night there was no gospel there was no message do you believe that resurrection has given us purpose resurrection has given us message to take the word to, to the nations if jesus was not risen there was no gospel there was no new testament nothing else matters right so resurrection resurrection brings purpose in our life notice the resurrection brings purpose look at verse 21 as the father has sent me even so i am sending you jesus has been sent on a mission to save us from the holy and righteous wrath of god by hearing by bearing the wrath of god in our place on the cross and now having risen again he brings us peace reconciling to reconciling us to god and having been reconciled to god he sends us in turn on the on a mission of our own when a person becomes a christian they do not become a mission of our, when a person becomes he sends us on a mission for our own when a person becomes a christian they do not become passengers you see they are not spectators at last at least they are not supposed to be 
they are called to be missionaries the resurrection brings peace and gives us a new purpose we are sent by the risen christ we are sent by the risen christ let me share how how i got purpose in my life somebody said if you got purpose you will not die if god has a purpose for your life you will not die so i studied in south korea i got my phd from there and many my friends they told me don't go back to pakistan pakistan is not easy place to be a christian and i said i'm a i'm a right person to be in pakistan because i know their language i know their culture my color is exactly like them so i'm the i'm i'm right person to be back to go back and serve our lord in pakistan and i always say what does god do when we say yes to him so many people my many my friends very sincere friends they told me you are crazy i said yes crazy people can do different things it takes madness to bring change a reasonable and intellectual cannot bring change it needs a crazy person to bring a crazy change in the world so i said i am going back to pakistan and i decided to go back you know korea is a beautiful country people have it's people enjoy their life it's just like america they make a good money there korea's right now is maybe 10th economy in the world they are, they are a rich country so it was big temptation for me my wife florence is sitting here she was in korea with me for few months and she has been always pakistan lover and when she was there she liked korea a lot i said florence what do you think shall we get settled here in this beautiful country she said i think it's really good country we should i said you know one thing we are going back to pakistan <laughs> we are going back to pakistan we are serving our lord in pakistan we are going to make him attractive in pakistan we will make him known in pakistan we are going to make heaven full in pakistan there are so many challenges pastor michael already have my books i i i wrote a book christian tears of pakistan falsely accused under blasphemy law so there is a blasphemy law under that law many christians they are killed targeted discriminated and many are put into prison for lifetime so it's not easy christian faces challenge every day but that cannot that couldn't change my mind i said i'm going back to pakistan so i went back i started serving my lord in pakistan and my dear brothers and sisters amazing things started happening amazing things i i cannot comprehend how god is using us 
to glorify his son in Pakistan. We are doing feeding projects. We built an amazing building. It's not to get appreciation or credit that, oh, we have big building in Pakistan. It's not like that. It is just to let people know what our God can do. It's just to glorify him. And I, I put big crosses on both sides of that building. It's three, four-story building. Tall and most beautiful building in that area. So one my friend from North Carolina, he was in Pakistan. He saw a building. He said, Amir, by standing on the rooftop, we can pray over the city. We can pray over the, you can see whole city from the roof, rooftop of that church building. You know, initial budget of that building was $200,000. And brother, Dennis and Maria, they decided to give some money to lay the foundation. And we did that. And then, if you ask me now, you know, one of my friend from Korea, he promised with me, okay, we will build together. I will be standing with you. He died because of COVID. So just you imagine. And I was thinking, now, what God? What I should do? You know, our God is faithful God. Resurrection has brought purpose in our life. So I pray to God. And that building is physically standing there. It means, it shows that he is faithful God. I have learned this thing. Money is not a big deal. Money, if you are thinking I cannot serve God because of money, I can tell you from Pakistan, I am from Pakistan, don't worry. America is the still largest economy in the world. 23 trillion economy dollar economy in the world is America. China is 19 trillion dollar economy in the world. Russia is just 1.8. Don't worry about Russia. Your God is still bigger God. He still loves you so much. He loves America. And I believe that there is no rise without a purpose. If God has blessed this country, there is a reason. God had been using and he will use this country. So whenever I come to America, many people, they ask me many questions. One, my friend in Marion, Iowa, he asked me, Amir, what do you feel when you come to America? I said, very safe. He was surprised. You know, when you are living in this beautiful country, you don't know many things what's happening in other parts of the world. So it's easy to complain. It's very easy to complain. I just want to give you a perspective from Pakistan. You are still a great nation. Just you need Jesus Christ. Sometimes, and many friends, they come to me, they say, Amir, thank you so much for reminding us we are so blessed. Thank you so much for encouraging and challenging us. I said, that's my call for America. Whenever I come to America, I try to encourage and challenge as well. You know, Americans are great people. They have done a lot for mission. God has a plan for this country. Just we need to encourage each other. We have to inspire each other. Let's do for our God.
And one more thing. Many people, they ask me, do you have McDonald's in Pakistan? Do you have McDonald's in Pakistan? I always say, yes, we have McDonald's in Pakistan. We have Burger King in Pakistan. We have John, Papa John's Pizza in my city even. We have, we wear blue jeans. I'm wearing black jeans today. But we, are blue, we wear blue jeans. We eat pizza. We eat burgers. Americans, brothers and sisters, remember that. America has a great impact in the world. But my challenge to you is this. Your impact should not be only on food and clothing. It should be greater than this. You had been a model for mission. You have to be model for the mission. World looks at America. As America goes, the world goes. Right? When there is election in America, every, every country looks at American election. Because American election and the part, which party will be in the power, that set the direction of the world. Right? So you have a lot of power, a lot of influence. But my challenge is, your influence should be for the gospel, for the mission. Because you have a purpose from God. And your purpose is from Jesus Christ. Resurrection has given us a purpose. So God has been using us in Pakistan. We are planting churches. We are training nationals. We are helping persecuted Christians. We are reaching to save young Christian girls, those who are kidnapped, raped, and forced to become Muslims. One Christian girl was taken from my church in 2021. And uh, Sir Dennis and Maria and their friends, they have been praying for us. That was the first time we brought a girl back from a Muslim guy. That girl came to church early morning. We pray early morning, Monday through Friday, 5.30 to 6.30. So that girl came and a Muslim guy took her. And we went to higher court. We went to lower court. We fought for her. And God just gave us favor and we brought her back. And we were hiding that girl. Now she is in Europe already. My dear brothers and sisters, many American friends, they tell me, America doesn't know what persecution is. Yes, they say sometimes if our air conditioner is not working well, this is persecution for us. <laughs> so, if, ever, if I don't have proper heat in home, maybe that is persecution for us. Use your freedom to take the gospel in the nations. Use your resources to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in the world. There is no rise without a purpose. Esther would never be a queen without purpose. Joseph would never be in Egypt in the palace of Pharaoh if there was no purpose for him. I am not in Pakistan if God has no purpose for my life. I am not here this morning if God has no purpose for my life. I am here for a reason. And that reason, resurrection has given us. And that reason is we all have purpose. 
and purpose is to share and share the gospel to our in our neighborhood in different countries nations one my friend told me you know many people they have forgotten this nowadays many people they don't want to have many children right pastor in korea many people they want to have one child sometimes they say no it's very difficult to raise a child i will have a pet in my home that's enough for me in japan many people are doing same thing many countries they are reducing they are trying to control their population that's good thing i'm not against that just i'm trying to make a point god's promise was be fruitful and multiply and one of my friends said you know people don't understand the interpretation of this verse god's plan was multiply so so many people can worship his son lord jesus christ god wants us to share his son's name with the nations so so many people in the world can worship our lord jesus christ that's the purpose of this be fruitful and multiply multiply you and me have purpose to go and tell people about jesus christ and multiply them so that so many nations they can worship our lord jesus christ that's the whole purpose so god has been using us in pakistan i'm so i'm so thankful to him and then sometimes sometimes people ask me how do you do mission in pakistan my answer is courage courage we are bold enough to share our faith in pakistan i was talking about we put big crosses in pakistan in on our church many my friends told me don't do that that will offend muslims i said who cares who cares i don't care i'm not against what they believe but i have right to share what i believe that's my faith cross is my jesus my savior died on the cross how i can hide my faith shame on me if i am in pakistan and i'm hiding my faith i cannot do that my slogan is if muslim can kill for their faith we are ready to die for our faith we are ready to die for our faith i cannot hide my faith if i cannot share my faith shame on me i ha- i am radical christian in pakistan we need radical obedience to serve the lord i'm not radical to kill anybody i'm not radical to uh, hate anybody i love muslims they are not my brothers they are my neighbors <laughs> differentiate this many people they in just they are so kind they don't know the difference they say oh muslims are our brothers no your brothers are only those whose savior is lord jesus christ you are god is your father because you are sons 
you are sons and you are sons because of Jesus Christ when we put our faith in Jesus Christ then we become the son of god because of Jesus Christ in old testament jews people they don't believe that god is their father in old testament yahweh was god god, god is not father for jewish people he is god for he is father for you and me those who believe in Jesus Christ so muslims are our neighbors hindus are our neighbors they are not our brothers but we are commanded to love our neighbors we have to love our neighbors love is charity you know in old, in king james version love is a translated charity love basically is agape love we cannot that we cannot love agape love to people that's only god who can do that so we love them we are they are our neighbors but don't misunderstand they are not our brothers they have to be they have to believe in jesus christ then they will be our brothers right but we have to love them love is big deal we have to love them so how do we do mission in pakistan we are brave we have courage somebody said one act of courage can change the story of your life you don't need to do many things to change the story of your life one act of courage is enough david just fought against goliath that changed the story of his life you have to do something for your lord and god and savior jesus christ that will change the story of your life i want to just encourage you do something so that your children can tell to their children story of your life hallelujah we are here to change the story of our life so number 3 resurrection brings power resurrection brings power in our lives dunamis power somebody said if the power of resurrection can give life to a dead body why cannot why it cannot transform your married life why it cannot transform your career why it cannot transform your children's life your family's life your career your business and everything in your life disciples they were not same again after they encountered with jesus risen jesus christ peter was afraid he died and denied he, he died he denied and lied he denied and lied everybody in his disciple among his disciples they left him but after they encountered with risen jesus christ they were changed people they were changed people so resurrection reminds us that we have power you have power tell your neighbor you have power you have power yesterday i was in conference and uh, 
one guy, maybe Dutch sheet or maybe Dutch sheet, I guess, or other guy, I don't know the name of that person, he was saying, crossover. Right? Crossover. God told Abraham, Abraham, you have to go. Crossover. And you know, he did. He did crossover. And when he crossovered, God crossovered for him. I said already, God is waiting for us to move, so he moves. You, God will not move until you move. You have to cross over, then you have to rest in him and he will bless you. He will use you for his glory. He will give you power to serve him. Abraham became the father of nations because he crossed over. He crossed over. We, we, you and me have to cross over. If we are waiting for God to move, but we are not willing to move, stop. Stop waiting for him. You have to move. I have to move. For greater blessing. For greater anointing. For a greater mission. You have to move, my brothers and sisters. If you are just worshipping and you don't want to cross over, God will not cross over for you. Right? He will not. God wants us to cross over. You know what, what happened? When, when God made covenant with Abraham, Abraham fell asleep. Who, who walked? God. Who was obliged to keep his promise? God. Who was obliged to keep that covenant? God. Abraham was sleeping because he was tired. God knows you and me who we are. But he is faithful God. He's waiting for you to cross over. You have power. So, the resurrection brings power. Verse 22, John chapter 20 says, And when he said his, when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Breathing on them was a dramatic way to communicate what he really offers. When God made Adam back in Genesis 1, he breathed life into him. The resurrection of Jesus means the breath of God. The Holy Spirit has been sent to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. In the upper room on the night when Jesus was betrayed, Jesus had been teaching the disciples that he was going to leave them. He would die and rise again and ascend to heaven. And, and another comforter would come, the Holy Spirit, who would dwell in their hearts to empower them to fulfill the mission. He was going to give them. That's what this is about. It's a kind of enacted, enacted promise that would do more than simply give them this new purpose. A mission to fulfill. It would also equip them with new power in order to fulfill it. In order to fulfill it. You know, God's presence I was just sharing this morning with Sir Dennis. 
the presence of god is not a feeling the presence of god is a fact it is a fact it's not a feeling if you don't feel god it doesn't mean that you don't have presence of god he is living in you you are the temple of temple of god holy spirit holy spirit walks with you wherever you go you carry the presence of god you carry the presence of you are so powerful you don't know that you're so powerful you have to understand you have, you have power you are carrying the presence of god when you become a christian something more is happening than the embrace of a new scent set of convictions it's not just that you join a church or adopt a stricter moral code no jesus this is extraordinary isn't it he breathes the holy spirit into you the holy spirit transforms you and empowers you at the very core of your being so that through the holy spirit you can know the living reason christ for yourself and knowing him you gladly go to make him known the resurrection brings peace and purpose and power and fourth resurrection brings proclamation in our life proclamation finally it also fills our mouths with words to proclaim let's proclaim i i love to proclaim sardanes and me we have been talking a lot about it we should declare and decree whatever we want from god we should declare it we should proclaim it you know the largest church in korea largest church in all over the world is joy the full gospel church david young issue he said i always start thanking god in advance and i always proclaim he he was used to proclaim and somebody asked him people ask him where are the things you are proclaiming you say you are saying you already you already have he said i am pregnant with them i am pregnant with them they they will take time but they will come into existence proclaim my dear brothers and sisters proclaim proclaim declare god is so good god he loves you he gave his life for you so well this is an this is an all to brief survey of this chapter isn't it but i hope you are bringing to see something beginning to see something of the difference the fact of the resurrection really can make so let me close with this if jesus is not risen then nothing else matter matters but if jesus is risen reason nothing else matters it is the most important fact of history it is the most important reality with which you are i will ever be called to deal easter really is do you see it really is about saving your life it is about life in his name the living lord you get it by believing jesus lives and for everyone who will 
entrust themselves entirely to him he gives new peace new purpose new power and a message to proclaim a message to proclaim that's the purpose of resurrection god bless you god bless this church hallelujah Pastor Amir said he brought a few books.